you are going to call 911. There's going to come a time when you're going to need to call 911. Do you know what to tell the dispatcher in order to get help to you? I'm going to tell you what to tell me, a veteran police dispatcher, in order to get the right resources, the right help to you as fast as possible. I'm Lisa Moore. I've been a police dispatcher for over 20 years. Welcome to Digitally Dispatched. I get a lot of feedback from people that want to know when's the right time to call 911 and when isn't. What is a 911 call? Uh, 911 calls are for emergency situations only. If it's not an emergency, then you need to know the non-emergency phone number for your local police department. So let's take a pause just for a sec. Everybody go to your phones and Google your local police department and save that phone number in your phone so that you can call when things happen. And we're gonna get into what is an emergency call and what isn't. And that way you'll know when to call 911. I'll wait, go ahead. Okay, great. Thanks so much for those of you who actually did that for me, because it's going to come in handy later. For those of you who didn't, well, shame on you. Do it after the podcast. (laughs) We get a lot of 911 calls because people are shooting off fireworks. Okay, well, we know this is going to happen every single year. Whether your city has an ordinance against them or a time limit of when you can shoot off fireworks, unless the fireworks are causing a fire or somebody's blown off their hand, fingers, or whatever body part, firework calls are not a 911 emergency. They are a nuisance, and they can be a peace disturbance. But that being said, it's not an emergency, so you want to call your local police department non-emergency line. And trust me, I get it. Fireworks are a nuisance. I mean, makes my dog bark too. And, you know, we get calls a lot of times that it's waking up babies and stuff, but it's not an emergency because it's a nuisance. It's an emergency when it causes an emergency, like a fire or a physical injury to which we would need the fire department and or an ambulance. Then you call 911 and we'll get those resources to you. If you're upset that the fireworks are going off outside of whatever ordinance your city has, whether it has one or not, then you can call a non-emergency line and we will do our very best to get an officer there as soon as we can. Of course, with so many calls, they will be stacked and you'll be added to a list, but an officer will be sent. Let's talk about some other non-emergency calls. Well, since we started with fireworks and they're loud, it leads me right into peace disturbances. Just because the kids down the street are having a party and playing really loud music and annoying you because you can't hear your TV or you can't have your windows open, again, I totally get it. However, it's not a 911 emergency. Officers will come out if you want to give them a call on the non-emergency lines and let them know that, you know, this has been going on all night long or whatever time of morning it might be because I get calls at 3 a.m. that they're partying still and we'll send officers out to try and shut them down. Do you have to leave your name and number for that? Not all the time. But I will tell you, if you don't and you want to remain anonymous, which is fine, that is your prerogative, If there's no peace disturbance when the officer arrives, they will not make contact. Just so you know. 
How about suspicious cars and or people? Just because somebody you're not familiar with is walking down the street does not make them suspicious. And it's not a 911 emergency. They may be going on a walk. They may be new to the area. Now, if you see them doing something, jiggling handles on car doors, trying to break into cars, now we've crossed over to emergency. Suspicious vehicles. Unless that suspicious vehicle is causing you harm or is following you or you feel threatened, that's a 911 emergency. If it's just a car you're, again, not familiar with, just parked on the street, or it's parked wrong, it's parked in a no parking zone, not a 911 emergency, please call your local police department. Now this one gets a little weird because people are like, but there were items stolen from my car. And we'll talk about stolen items and or stolen vehicles. But unless it's happening right now, not an emergency. If someone rifled through your car overnight because you might have left it unlocked, that means they didn't break into it, by the way. They just rifled through your car, may have taken some things out of the vehicle. Never leave your wallet, personal information, any electronics, phones, purses, anything like that in a vehicle. Even keys. People have left keys. They're lucky the car doesn't get stolen. (laughs) But still, don't leave anything that has any worth in your vehicle, especially if you're not going to lock it. Having said that, if it happens overnight, you wake up and now your laptop's missing out the front seat of your car, not an emergency. Yes, you're going to be angry. You're going to be heightened. And I get that. I don't want my stuff to be stolen from my vehicle either, but it's not a 911 emergency. Now, if you happen to look out your window and you see a dude in your car stealing your stuff, that's a 911 emergency because it's in progress. Any delayed calls. Delayed police reports are not a 911 emergency. Why? It's like I just said, it's not in progress. It doesn't matter what the report is about, whether it's a stolen vehicle, uh, an assault that happened three days ago, anything like that. Those are all delayed reports. It's not happening now, so you are not in any kind of danger. That's going to go to a non-emergency line. Doesn't mean we're not going to respond. We're absolutely going to send officers out for you. We just want to make sure that we have 911 lines available so people who have an emergency that's in progress are going to get the help that they need right now. This one always makes me giggle. Animal calls are not 911 emergency calls for the most part. Unless it's your dog, a family member, or yourself being mauled by a dog or another animal, not a life-threatening emergency and doesn't need to call 911. Most of the 911 calls, believe it or not, that come in in reference to animals is because a dog's barking next door causing a peace disturbance. We talked about peace disturbances, remember? Not a 911 emergency. So you want to call your non-emergency line? We'll send officers out. And again, if you want to make a formal complaint, leave your name and number. We'll have an officer make contact with you about this ongoing issue, which usually it is. Or if you want to remain anonymous, again, that's your choice. And that's perfectly fine. But if that dog isn't barking when we get there, they're not going to make contact because it's unfounded. There was no peace disturbance when the officer arrived. That's okay. If it happens again, Call the non-emergency line. We'll send an officer back out. But we also get calls about uh, non-domesticated animals. Now, what's that mean? Well, usually domesticated animals are like cats, dogs, rabbits, birds, gerbils, guinea pigs. And animal control will take care of all of that for you. Some agencies have their own animal control department. And you can call the non-emergency line and talk to them direct. 
some agencies like mine go through the county and we use county's animal control and we have those numbers available for you by calling the non-emergency line or you can look it up on the internet. It'll be there for you. The animals who are not domesticated include rats, raccoons, snakes, scary critters. So who do you call when you got something like that going on? You just need to Google pest control agencies in your area or pest control companies, and they can come out and take care of a snake that's in your yard or a raccoon that's in your yard. Now, I will say, though, my officers have been dispatched for animals who have distemper, and you know, and it's usually raccoons or foxes, when they have distemper, they will come closer to people. Usually they're pretty skittish around people, but when they come up close to your homes or something, go ahead and give us a call on 911 if they're being threatening towards your animals or you call the non-emergency line if you just saw them outside and you think they might have distemper because we'll have an officer come out and and check out the situation they might have to put the animal down if they are causing a threat or they are showing signs of distemper or something along those lines but the officer can make that decision when they're on scene we just went through a whole lot of examples of why not to call 911 now if you have questions about whether it's a 911 call or not, or you want to tell me about an experience you've had, go ahead and head over to my website, digitallydispatch.com, fill out the web form and shoot that question over to me. I'll be more than happy to answer your question too. We just went through a whole list of reasons not to call 911. Now let's cover a list of legitimate reasons to call 911. I'm going to reiterate this again. 911 is for emergency calls. What this means is that your life is in danger. What does that mean? Are you in danger? Or is someone that you can see in danger? Is this in progress? What's going on? Is it in progress? Is it happening right now? Those are the reasons you would call 911. Assault or a fight that's in progress. Every call we receive whether it is on emergency 911 or it's on a non-emergency line the first thing that's most important and we say it in every episode we'll need to know your location 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 without your location no matter what your calls in reference to no matter if it's an emergency or a non-emergency we can't get the resources to you unless we know where you're at So the first thing you're going to tell us is where this is going on. And let's go back. We're talking about an assault that's in progress, which could be a domestic assault. It could be kids fighting outside in, in the playground. It could be people at a bar or a wedding reception, believe it or not. We get a lot of calls for that, too. And if it's in progress, it's a 911 emergency because anything can happen. Weapons can be displayed. People could be injured. We want to make sure we get all the resources to you in order to help you. A couple of things we're going to ask you when it's an assault or a fight in progress is location obviously. How many people are involved? Is this a domestic situation between the caller and a person that they're with? Is it with the whole family? Is you know, how many people are involved in the assault and how many people are there? Because we need to know what the officers are walking into because if it's just a couple of officers because it's two people who are yelling at each other, two officers can probably handle that. We got 10 people fighting in a parking lot, we're going to need a lot more resources to go in. So that's why we're asking questions like that so we make sure that you get all the help that you need and we send all the right resources. Another big question is weapons. 
Are you seeing any weapons? Have any weapons been pointed at you? Or have you been threatened with any weapons? A, a lot of calls that we get in reference to fights that are happening on a parking lot at a bar or whatever, somebody from inside the bar is calling, maybe the bouncer, maybe the bartender, and I'll ask, do you see anybody that has weapons? More often than not, it's no, but every so often you get one, yeah, he had a gun, or, uh, well... They're using a beer bottle to hit people with. Well, that's a weapon. So we want to make sure that the officers know what they're walking into before they get there. Then we're going to ask, has anybody been injured? Got to know if there's any injuries because not only are we sending the police department, we're also going to send an ambulance. And usually a fire department goes in tandem with them because they're just another resource that can help out. Kind of a little caveat with a a domestic situation might not be a domestic assault situation, but it might be somebody that's been in your home or is no longer welcome in your home or at your business if you're a business owner and they're refusing to leave. That still can be a 911 call because the situation can change and they can all of a sudden become aggressive. So go ahead and call 911 in reference to that. Somebody's refusing to leave. We're going to ask you what they look like, where they're located in the building or the home. If they're just on your front porch and you're locked inside, which is a good thing, don't let them in. Let us come and help them be escorted off the porch or whatever. But when somebody is refusing to leave or, or refusing to comply with your wishes and they're trespassing now, an officer can come out and escort them from the premises. I work at an agency where we don't have a whole lot of super scary calls like drive-by shootings or murders or things along those lines. And I'm, I'm real fortunate for that. But I do get a lot of 911 calls. And most of them, I have to say, are because of traffic accidents. Is that a 911 emergency? Absolutely. We will need a whole lot of information from you. When you're involved in a traffic accident, a few questions that are standard that we need to ask. First and most importantly is your location. We find out where you are, then we're going to want to know if anybody's injured. If so, we're going to get medics en route, obviously. Are you blocking the roadway? That's important because if you're blocking the roadway and people can't get through, that could be a lineup for other people getting involved in accidents. Our officers are going to need to know if you're blocking the roadway in this direction, they might need to access you from a different side or a different direction. So we're going to want to know where you are, if anybody's injured, are you blocking the roadway, and how many people are involved? Is it just a single vehicle accident because you hit a sign? Is it two vehicles? Most of them are rear-ended. Or is it a pileup on the highway? We're going to ask all those questions. That does not slow our response time. I want to jump in right here and say, just because I'm asking you a ton of questions, my partner is reading everything I'm putting into the computer so they can give it out on the radio. And basically, this is all in real time. You're telling me, I'm typing it in, and my partner's giving it out. So we're on the way. And I'm going to try and remember that you might not know that, so... I'm going to let you know. We're on the way. I just have a few more questions. Next up, we're going to know what kind of vehicle you're in and what color is it. And if you know the make and model of the other vehicle, and if you don't, that's okay. Is it a four-door passenger car? Is it an SUV or is it a truck? And what color is it? That's all we need because our officers, they're going to be able to see you when they get on scene. If your vehicles are able to be moved onto the shoulder of the roadway, please do that because then you're going to open up the lane of traffic for other people coming through. We're still going to respond to take your report. If you're able to move your vehicle, we ask that you do so and get off the roadway. 
Another legitimate reason to call 911 is for an ambulance or for the fire department. Most people think that when they call 911, that dispatcher dispatches for all of them, and that's not necessarily the case. If your municipality only dispatches for police, that dispatcher is going to make sure that you get to a dispatcher who can send an ambulance and or the fire department to your location. And while we're talking about the need for an ambulance or a fire department, I have a little side note for both of them. We get a lot of calls on 911 because they need what we call a lift assist. And what that means is someone is on the floor and either because of their age, weight, or mobility reasons, they can't get up on their own. And if they're by themselves, they can't do it themselves or the people with them can't get them up. So that is, even though they'll call in and say it's not a 911 emergency, but we need someone to help my dad up off the floor. It really is because the best way to get an ambulance is to call 911 and they're the ones that are going to come and pick you up off the floor. You don't want our officers to try and do that. (laughs) You want somebody who's a medical professional to do that for you. So go ahead and call 911 if someone is unable to get up on their own. And then a little side note for the fire department. We have a lot of older people that live in our venue, and they have a hard time getting to their smoke detectors when they're sounding. And if they don't have family close by that can help them out, they will call 911 and say, the chirping is driving me nuts. I know it's not a 911 emergency, but I don't know how to get it to stop. That's okay. I understand it's a non-emergency. However, you need the fire department to come and help you out because they have ways of getting up to those really high smoke detectors. I know I wasn't able to do it, and I live on my own and had nobody who could help me. So they come and help you with those smoke detectors. So don't be embarrassed and don't be shy about calling. The best way to get to the fire department, the best way to get to an ambulance is to call 911, and we will get you to those resources. The last legitimate call for 911 that we're going to talk about in this episode is a stealing that's in progress. We'll use a gas station, for example. Let's say somebody came in, held up a gas station, and the clerk is calling me. It may not be in progress anymore, but it just happened. And we're going to ask, of course, the location, name of the business, and get our caller's name in case the call drops. We need to call them back immediately. What we're looking for, whether it's the clerk calling it in, or you're a witness who just watched it happen. What we're going to be asking and what we need to know, whether you're the clerk calling it in or a witness watching it happen, we want to know what that suspect looks like and how many there are. The first thing I want to know, whether you're the clerk calling it in because it just happened and they, they just left, or you're a witness watching it happen. The first thing I want to know is, are you in a safe spot that you can talk to me? Because I don't want you to put yourself in peril. Do they have a weapon? Have they threatened somebody with a weapon? What kind of weapons do they have? Can you describe that weapon? I'm going to want to know what they look like. And the best rule of thumb is to go top to bottom. Do they have a hat on? What color hair do they have? If you can see what color eyes they have, that's a tough one, but some people can tell. Do they have facial hair? Are they wearing any obvious jewelry? Are they carrying anything like a backpack? What color shirt do they have on? Is it long sleeve, short sleeved? What color is it? What kind of pants do they have on? Shorts, socks, shoes. Top to bottom is always the best way to go because it not only helps you train your eye what you're looking for, but it will help you in every situation that something might come up for you, go top to bottom. And it's gonna be the best way to give that to the dispatcher. The next thing we want to know, did they leave in a vehicle? What kind of vehicle was it? What color was it? Make a model if you can get it. If the clerk has cameras and they can get the plate 
awesome. We will want that too if it's available. If it's not, that's okay. We're going to do our very best to get to that vehicle. What direction of travel did they go? Are they headed to a major highway? Are they headed down a major roadway? Or did they go down the road and then turn onto another roadway that you might might not know? Whatever you can give us is going to help the officers try and locate that suspect that just held up that gas station. I've given you a long list of not-so-legitimate 911 calls, and I've given you a good list of legitimate 911 calls and when you need to call 911. What do you think about those lists? I'd love to get your feedback. Just head on over to my website at digitallydispatched.com. Again, that's digitallydispatched.com. And fill out the quick web form. Let me know what you think. Hey, I've got a bonus for you. This was something that was brought up to me recently by another dispatcher. And I'm really glad she did it because I just went through the same thing. And it's people who call 911 wanting to be transferred to another state via 911. That doesn't happen. Let me give you an example. Mom calls 911 to me here in the city that I work. And she says, my daughter has been sick for days and she's not calling me and I'm worried about her. Can you transfer me to Phoenix 911? No, I cannot. While 911 is a nationwide service for all of us, we can only transfer so far. And usually it's within the county that we work and all the surrounding counties. Now, some 911 systems do have a directory where we can go further in the state, but it's usually not very far. So what I would suggest is if you know that you're wanting someone to be checked on or that you're concerned about an emergency that's happening outside of where you live, jump on Google and Google the city and add police department behind it. So if she wanted Phoenix Police Department, just go to Google, type in Phoenix, Arizona Police Department, and what will pop up is listings for the Phoenix Police Department, and it'll give you a little call icon with a little phone, and just touch it, and it will call, and it'll take you straight to the Phoenix, Arizona Police Department or whatever city and state that you're needing. So there you go. I just gave you a toolbox full of when to call 911 and when to call the non-emergency lines. So if you have a legitimate 911 call or a non-emergency call, just call. I'll be there to take it. Sounds simple, doesn't it? It is. It's about collecting the information and putting it to work. Now, I'm off to go make some more episodes. I can't wait to hear from you. Together, we're going to make better calls to 911. I'm Lisa. I'm a 911 dispatcher, and you have been digitally dispatched.